Welcome to Conscious Capybara Podcast. Here is your host speaking, Esteban Hubel, with my co-host, Lisa Lucrecia Fisher. And we have a special surprise today. We have Juan Pablo Listero, our first guest in the podcast. So say hi, Juan Pablo. Hello, everybody. <laughs> hi, guys. Yeah, we're happy to have you here. Um, and it's our pleasure of like, you have, like, having you as a first guest. And, well, if you want, you can start off with telling us a bit about your story, about how you got involved with coaching. That's good. Thank you. Thank you very much, Joseph, for inviting me. And um, I guess it, I'm going to make the short story of it. Um, I'm a psychologist. I studied psychology and human resources, and I have been working uh, at the beginning in uh, psychotherapy. And then I moved after five years into HR. And the past 15 years, I've been doing that. Uh, but I always kept that passion for coaching and for helping people. And actually, it is something that I have been doing on the side and currently uh, trying to give it an extra boost during this time where people are, you know, needing maybe an extra time for somebody who listens. And I guess it's one of the opportunities we have. I've been traveling a lot, um, past 10 years away from my home country, Argentina. Uh, and that's how I got to meet Stevan. Uh, I've been in quite a number of places. So I started uh, going to some places like Africa and continental Asia. And then I moved to UAE where I live five years, really Dubai, beautiful city. And then around four and a half years ago, moved to Singapore. And that's where I am now with my wife and three kids who have uh, kindly followed me everywhere. <laughs> A strong family, eh? <laughs> yeah, somehow. Um, and, and well, that's where I am now. And um, I've been working in, in different uh, functions. So have experience with uh, teams in Americas, in Africa, in Europe, in Asia. And yeah, my passion has been to uh, be here in Asia, know more about this culture that is so, so different. And um, well, I also have a second passion, which is uh, conversations. And I really um, have found myself, you know, having a gift for that. And I really like to focus on others and find my, my calling, my purpose through that. Um, well, I guess that's what we're going to talk about today, right? Yes, about following your purpose. Right. That's that's impressive that you live it in so many places in the past ten years, and you are coming from Argentina, from my home country, amazing place <laughs> that all of us, all of the people should visit. And as you said, you are right now in Singapore, right? And what's the main what's the main reason that makes you decide? Okay, this year I'm going to start again with the coaching, or you started last year. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's all about the moment, I guess, that uh, I never really left it. But this moment of COVID and what people are going through has pushed us all to look a bit more inward and to kind of try to fish, you know, into that pond uh, and trying to get from that well uh, a bit more depth. And that includes me, includes everybody around. And, you know, it's curious how you can go and get to know yourself deeper and then that immediately pushes you to get to know others. Because it's all about focusing on the others, forgetting a bit about yourself. And it's really contradictory and at the same time so true. Like the more you really try to learn about you, the more immediately you start to think about how you can help others. And the better you, know, you help yourself, kind of the airplane mode, uh, you know, help yourself before you help others. Um, it's super, super true. And, uh, you know, as soon as you start diving into your own reflections and all this time that we got, you know, this COVID has given us so much time. 
and it's becoming a moment to connect, to connect in a different way. And it's curious. We, we, we are pushed away from each other. We are, you know, social distanced. And still, it's like we can be so close. It's uh, it's an opportunity, I guess, despite all these difficulties. And it's, it's quite a unique moment. I don't think we're going to leave these again. But definitely hope. <laughs> <laughs> COVID definitely gave us a lot of, uh, first of all, like super, super interesting uh, personal story, um, how you got to like psychology, HR, coaching, like all having to do with uh, conversations and people. Like Esteban and me come from a completely different background, more technical, <laughs> and then we moved into like people-oriented fields. Um, but yeah, it's very, very interesting. Also, like all the travels, etc. And yeah, I mean, COVID is a different kind of travel now. It's like the travel inward. Lots of people started meditating, started yoga, started like looking at their mental space and like, hey, who am I living with? <laughs> Even when I live alone, who am I living with? <laughs> What's this inside that's giving me all that? <laughs> all those issues or non-issues, depending on where, where you stand, right? <laughs> oh, That's cool. Yeah. So, so tell me what, uh, you, you never, I, I realized that you never left, as you said, you never left the touch with people. You never left or you never put behind the care of other people because you were working as a, studying as a therapist, working in human resources, now trying to put more, more of yourself into coaching. And you, I, I realized that you always focus your life in putting some value to other people right Changing, yeah. helping them in their work helping them right now with their minds <laughs> or their personal mind their personal goals and my question is um how this is all of this helping you in what well that's a good question uh you should be a coach actually um <laughs> there is um... <laughs> <laughs> <I don't mind> <laughs> There's a, there's a lot you can learn from others. Uh, I was um, actually this morning um, talking with some peers and um, the one thing we realized is that by helping others, you're helping yourself. Um, there's small details and, you know, David is in the details. You can really find um, all those small gestures from people that transform you uh, in a very deep way. Um, privilege of talking with so many people that have these stories and you hear to those stories and you have in front of you a perfectly normal, regular, average Joe, and then they open the mouth. And if you know what to ask and if you're genuinely interested in them, start unraveling and then, you know, uncovering all these stories. And they start telling you things about their past, about their stories, about their history. And when you see this normal person tell you that they come from terrible challenges and amazing experiences and they tell you how they overcome all that and they can you know narrate those moments of their life and you're seeing that movie and then suddenly when you are one-on-one -on -one with a person you really can connect in a very meaningful way you're almost living that again so maybe in a day you have eight different stories eight different movies you know that's 60 minutes it's almost like hollywood Uh, and it gets you really there to the core of their life. And you can start seeing the world in all those ways. 
um, one thing that changed me completely was um, the way people can surprise you um, from the very minor things they do. Uh, for example, I was chatting with one of the uh, the, the, the people I was coaching, and uh, she was uh, texting me, okay, you know, let's schedule for 7 p.m., okay, now 7.30, okay, now 8. And we got so much enthusiastic about the time. And at one point, she just stopped talking about the time and she asked me, hey, how are you? <laughs> and you know what we did? We just we, we just decided we were going to pick the phone and talk right there. And that was one of the best sessions I ever had. And I have to thank that person for changing my way of thinking about, you know, the framework, scheduling, um, how to take life maybe with a bit more fun, uh, a bit more spontaneous and, you know, just doing it a bit of Nike style. Um, <laughs> people surprise you that way every day. So you can see we have this one foundation principle from our coaching school that we're learning with and they say like everybody is your student and your teacher so no matter in what function you are currently presenting yourself you can always like it's always a mirror they're always showing you something you don't know about yourself and it's just so so interesting yeah cool so absolutely what, what kind of coaching do you mainly do now I do solution focused. Hmm. Um, it's it's fascinating because it's all about simplicity and positivity. Yes, I and, tried. You know, it was amazing. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. Hmm. You know that ninety percent of what we think and say is negative. So you know, focus on the positive can have such an exponential change in people's lives. And having that ability, that trained ability to defy our nature, because you know. We were trained to survive. A, a big portion of our brain, our body, our anxiety, everything inside us, almost everything, is there just to, you know, prevent us from a very tough night in the middle of the woods with a couple of, uh, you know, threatening uh, beasts out there and, you know, just uh, shivering and keeping one eye open always because there's going to be something just about to attack us. And we've lived that way for thousands, I don't know, millions of years. I'm not that good with history, but I know this is coming from a long way, right? And uh, and now suddenly we're not going to, we don't really need to be worried about those things anymore. But our mind just doesn't know it yet. And we don't need to be 90% of the time worried about things that may not be real. Because, you know, when they show you hamburger, you already start having all the physical reactions to, you know, being hungry. And the same happens with anxiety and fear and negativity. But there's another way. And uh, if you truly harness that power, wow, it's like that kid that harnesses the wind in the movie. It's it's amazing. I mean, you can change everything. And that's 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 what I love to do. So you're working mainly one-on-one -on -one or how, how do you bring it into the world? It's a one-on-one. -on -one. Think um, beauty of one-on-one -on -one is that you can be on the passenger seat. Um, a solution focus is very lazy. Uh, so you always delegate. Uh, you always delegate everything. I, I even heard. I even heard one of my colleagues um, ask one question to uh, to a coachee, and I said, like, "Okay, this is it. It's too much." Like he, he asked the coachee, "Okay, what question would you want me to ask you?" I said, "Like already, we delegated the answer part. Now we're delegating the questions as well. So what, what is left for the coach?" Holding the space, I guess. <laughs> and the accountability.
because you wouldn't ask yourself those questions normally, even if you knew you had to. <laughs> Something like that, right? But you know what is beautiful is that people have what they need, and especially, you know, there's there's a marvelous person inside of all of us, and we just need the right triggers, the right time. It's it's difficult to stop and slow down these days, right? I mean, we the more excited and happy we are, you just check it out. We also already go back into speed. And speed mm. is so thrilling and so exciting, you know. And even the stress that comes from speed, it thrills and it catches up. It grabs you and you, you just want more of it. Then you have to be careful, right? And that's what we're going to talk today, right? That's it. Definitely about stress. Stress. <laughs> We live in a world of stress, but yes, that is our main topic. So that was your first story. So tell me more about how you help the people with the stress. What is maybe better? What is the stress? What is the reason that we are having that stress? Well, stress is like a part of life. I mean, there's no life without stress. Trying to eliminate stress or remove stress from our life is trying to remove life from life. Um, stress is a tension. Right? Stress is a, is, a, is a tension and a reaction to a challenge. Um, stress is just a, a synonym of tension, and tension is just the desire, the drive to achieve. And you know, what, one thing is that there's different words for what healthy stress can be and unhealthy stress. But I, I don't like to talk too much about health, because I do think that things happen for a reason. So stress is there. and. I like the concepts that we're going to talk about today because we're going to talk about burnout. And I love to go to burnout and go back to stress and think of stress as a flare, right? As fire, you know, as a spark. You know, life without light, without fire, without ignition would not be life. So we want stress. And yeah, I'm crazy now. I'm saying we want stress. This is never going to go live. Of course, because how can we want stress, right? <laughs> um, but, you know, think about it. I mean, um, we enjoy what we do sometimes, and uh, despite that, we are tired. Imagine playing a long sports match, and you're thrilled and you're excited, you're in the zone, and you finish the match, and definitely your body, your mind must be stressed. But that doesn't mean you didn't like it, right? Actually, you did. You liked it a lot, and you're know, liking it. It's also tiring. And that's the trick. You know, we want to be tired for the right things. We want to enjoy things that make us feel tired. So we want to use the stress. We want to use the stress. We want to use the stress. We need the stress for moving towards. It's like a, it's a driving factor, isn't it? It is. It is moving. That That's the word, moving, right? Mm. Movement is life. Huh? Brad Pitt said it in the, mo in the movie that, uh, uh, about the zombies, right? He said that, <laughs> movement is life, words of wisdom. Horror <laughs> movies or what, which movie? They see um, uh, Yeah, yeah, zombie movies. So no, none of the, of the movies that we're going to see in, uh, uh, in, in, in books of uh, stress and burnout. Um, <laughs> so, you know that um, the problem is being overstressed. And how can you be overstressed? Well. You know, imagine you played that match and then you won and you're super excited about it and then you just go for the next match right away, right immediately after. And then you play the second match. What happened? Well, depending on how good you are and how bad the other guys are probably, uh, you might do a, a pretty decent job 
but you're not going to perform as well as the first one. Mm. And if you're super tired at some point, you're probably not going to enjoy it that much. Mm. And that's when you start moving from your honeymoon, where everything is fine, into stretching the limits. And then, you know, there's a matter of humbleness here, and there's a matter of, uh, you know, uh, knowing your own limits, your self-awareness, maybe even situational awareness about others. And then you push it, you push it, you push it, and you start feeling a bit low. Maybe in a moment of the match, you know, you just need to stop, or maybe you get injured or something. But then what about if you don't stop? What about if you say, you know, let's go party? And then, you know, okay, because the so, first match was... Yeah? You continue. You, you feel related as well? Yeah, you feel related I, I, you go to training yeah, for the last match and go well. And you're like, I need to train more. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you go for the party and you keep going, you keep going, you keep going. And you are enjoying it a lot, but then you get super tired. At the end of all that, you know, you went from honeymoon, I'm super good, I'm enjoying this, I'm having fun. Then you go to a, an oscillating moment where you go up and down. You know, you still can feel super good about it, but not all the time. And suddenly, sometimes you're not feeling so well. And then, you know, you start feeling more time bad than good. And, you know, that wellness is disappearing. And then at some point, being stressed becomes a habit, and then comes a second moment. Because overstressed has something very interesting, and it's a very subtle, but very relevant movement. If you're overstressed, you just need to rest. And if you have more time, you can solve it, right? So it's that moment where you say, hey, I wish I had more time. Life is going so fast, you know. I need that moment to breathe and then stop and slow down. And that most of the times is super simple and it's enough. But what if you don't? What if you didn't stop and you just keep going? At a certain point, your body will just pull the plan. Yeah. Right? And then what happens is your body says, you know what? If you keep going as long as you care, I'm going to tell you what? You're not going to care anymore. You're not going to give a what? And... Um, and then the body and the mind stop caring. And that's when you're starting to enter the dark side. You know, Darth Vader is there calling you to the burnout. <laughs> I knew my baby Jola. I don't have it. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the little green guy is telling yeah. you, you know, you, know, you don't follow that path. And then he appears uh, with the other guy, you know. And yeah, you get physically and mentally numb, isn't it? You're like, everything is kind of shutting down and you're like, you're kind of functioning on the outside and you're going to work and you're doing all your appointments, but internally you're just like barely dragging yourself through. So what you're saying is you continue working, you're continue pushing yourself toward uh, your limits, but you are not, it's like, a, it's like coming back to zombie movies. It's like you're a zombie, you are working, searching for the brains or the work in this case, <laughs> but in the inside you are kind of dead or empty. Yeah. You're not, you're not happy about anything. You're just like, oh, I want to make it through today. I want to make it through today. Yeah. Makes sense. You know, it's amazing, guys, because uh, in one exercise of 20 seconds, we have defined coaching, where I had no clue you were going to say that. And that's the perfect definition of burnout. And uh, at the same time, we have defined burnout in the most simple possible way, being a zombie. And I think um, <laughs> we did it. We did it, guys. Yeah. yeah. Top kudos. Top kudos here. Coming. Nice likes from everywhere. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. nice. um, 
so yeah, we're, we're going to focus back here. We, we lost it for a while, but it's mm -hmm. fine. It's good to lose, lose it. Um, so, <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I mean, the, the thing is like that, right? You, you lose it and you don't care. And that's the thing. So it's not like, oh my God, you know, give me a break. It's like, you know what? Just do whatever you want. I just don't care. I'm just going to keep doing whatever I'm doing. And I'm just going to be a zombie. I'm going to keep walking, but I just don't care. I don't enjoy it anymore. And uh, I don't even care if I can solve it. I lost my hope or I'm starting to lose my hope. And, you know, that's when you need to say like, wow, I didn't stop before. But, yeah, maybe it's going to take me a bit longer, but I can still stop now. And, uh, you know, for many of us who think of activity as the same as productivity, hmm. that's the risk, you know? When you say, like, I'm going to do more, and that's where I add more value, right? Um, but we know, we know, we see those guys. You, you know those guys who work four hours and can do the, the work of, tons of people i mean look at ceos they have same amount of hours per day they can do tons of stuff yeah. so we should know better mm -hmm. right uh, yeah there is <laughs> yeah productive and there is effective and those are not necessarily but but they have a, a a a big question here how you how can you know that you are on your limits because you know when the people is getting to a burnout maybe it's too late how you can say a people that is acting like a zombie say okay you are acting like a zombie how you can make help them recognize that yes it's time to stop now because otherwise i'm going too far away to the dark side that's good that's good you know um i think caring in many of its meanings is the key um We are many times trained all our life to go for what we need to do. And I love what a guy called John Gordon said one day. You can turn everything you need to do in something you get to do. And suddenly you can start finding what you want to do. If you can't find what you want to do and you are super tired all the time, then that's you in burnout mode. Maybe for a while, but if it starts to become your usual you, you know, you're the just, uh, you know, zombie guy that you don't have a purpose. You just go wherever you go because you have to, but you don't really do it because you want to or you get to do it. You know, you don't see opportunities. You just see obligations. And even more, these obligations can still be stress. It's obligations, but you just don't care. That's the definition of burnout. And, you know, I told you at the beginning, I'm a desperate, positive thinker. And why would I bring burnout to talk about it, right? <laughs> and you say, wow, the guy has given us the most depressing topic ever. <laughs> um, the thing about this, <laughs> thing about this is that when you look at the night, you know, all the lights are so bright. In the darkest night, you can see the stars. It's the only way you can see the stars. Even if you go out of the city, of all that shining beauty, is when you really can see some things you are not capable of seeing. And everyone talks about this. Like Campbell was talking about the dark night you know, of the hero, uh, where you touch rock bottom. And you know, these guys, guys who are going through burnout, anyone who went through that, you learn, you teach, you get that core, hardcore, you know, heavy metal night style uh, <laughs> of life, right? Yeah. yeah. So let's see what is that hardcore. First one, how do you get 
out of burnout? How, what can you see when the nights are out? What would you immediately see if you start turning, you know, turning everything around? The first thing is people. So we don't get out of these alone. We never get out of these alone. And we are going to get much stronger with people. So, you know, don't be worried about reaching out to others. Our problems, and you know that, now, our problems are not so heavy for others. What may seem like, oh, we're burdening others, we're so annoying, we, we, we talk with others. You know, listening to other people's problems doesn't load you. And actually, you can feel worthy of that trust. And it feels super good that somebody you care about tells you about their fears and how bad they are because it makes you feel like you're special, right? We all know that. You know, you know you have your couple and you, you hold your couple when they're crying. Sometimes it's one of the best moments because you know you can make them feel better and it feels so good. Even if you know it's a sad moment, you know you're going to get better together. So don't be afraid of reaching out for others. That's the first step. Yeah. Second step, and that's yeah. very important. Purpose. You said it the same, right? Yep. About purpose at the beginning? Yeah, I took it out. That was a good one, right? <laughs> That's a good one. Um, you know, we we can always try to find what we like. And uh, there's a concept called reframing. Um, and reframing takes time. Finding what you want cannot be done in a rush. So the first thing you need to do is stop, slow down. Find a moment to connect with you, connect with life. Never save your food if you're eating it while you're running, if you're eating it while you walk. So... You know, if you're going to take a shower, feel the temperature of the water. Think of all the things you could have had to do instead of taking the shower and be grateful for that shower. That one moment is there. That moment, that one moment. So take that moment and hold that moment. Any kind of hold that moment. Any kind of moment. So enjoy one moment. So you're saying that I help uh, to help someone that is burning out or before they burn out. You are suggesting, okay, breathe and take a shower <laughs> and hold that moment and enjoy that moment. Like no matter where you are, what are you doing? Just try to be complete present for that instant. Yes. Like find, finding joy in, yeah. the, in the small things. It's like, okay, so what are you enjoying? What can you enjoy? Even if it's like super small, start with that and then build on, right? Yeah, that's it. That's it. And if you see, I mean, the whole concept pulls us to talk slowly, right? You start talking about purpose, you become reflective, you talk about meditation, you think of the shower and, you know, mind is beautiful. There's no such thing as a no inside our minds. If I tell you, don't think of a white horse, <laughs> it's too late, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're already thinking of <laughs> yeah, yeah, the pink elephant. Okay, uh, you want to add wings? Okay, done. It has wings. <laughs> <laughs> so you think it, you got it. Whatever you think, you got it. Now, you are now. Even if it's for one minute, if you do one minute a day, that's going to be one more minute for you. There's a poem that I love that is, you know, you have to hold that second, that minute, as the tree holds the last light of the afternoon, you know, the tree, that last bit of tree that holds the last light. When there's no more light in the ground, you see the tree, holds on to it. it, just doesn't let it go. Don't let it go. Give it one more minute. Let somebody else see the sun. That's it. 
That's how you start to turn it around. Even if it looks like it's night, no, not yet, not for you. That gives me goosebumps. Yes, beautiful goosebumps. But as you said, I, I love it what you said that when you hold that minute, when you hold that second, actually you are winning one second. You are winning one minute. And time is the only thing we have in life. Is the only thing that is ours. Completely ours is our time and what we decide to use or where, where we are going to spend our time. So if we have one minute for us, it's like one minute that is it's going to be always our minute. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a couple of phrases from guys that lived in this part of the world. One is from a guy that used to live in India. His name was Buddha. He said, uh, if you think... <laughs> yeah, maybe you know the guy. Um, ah, yeah, that mini Buddha, the fat guy. Um, so, yeah, really good guy. Uh, and uh, now, with all due respect to... Uh, so he was saying, uh, they think they got time. That's the trick. You know, they, they do think they have time. And, and, and you know, uh, time is something we have until we don't. Uh, and so, uh, another intelligent guy over this part of the world is Confuce, Confucius. Huh? Mm -hmm. And uh, he used to say, you know, life is simple. We just tend to overcomplicate it. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's a lot of things we can learn about that. Um, and I think one thing that is very important in terms of life, uh, time, you know, and, and this is something that comes from, from also many Western uh, uh, knowledge and, and, you know, uh, the knowledge of, of many religions is that, you know, one yes holds a lot of no's, infinite no's, right? Saying yes to something, saying no to everything else. And uh, it's, it's somehow when you choose your couple and you are, you know, going to choose that person. And many people choose to live their life with one person. And, uh, and they really, the moment they make that commitment, they really want it to be forever, right? And that choice, even if it, again, it doesn't last, that choice, when you make it, you're choosing that one person and you're saying no to everyone else. And that's also true. You focus on one thing, you have to learn to put limits to other things. So remember, it's not always being positive, being always a yes man, eh? like Jim Curry. It's, it's not that way. Right? Uh, you have to say a, a couple of no's to get to your time, to build your time, to prioritize. Yeah, I mean, it's always a balance. It's always like a decision of what do we want to experience? And especially people who are prone to burnout, they tend to focus outward more, like, like we said before, like work, doing things for others, etc., and then kind of neglecting their inward time. So they said no to themselves before a lot, and then they stopped caring and they went numb, etc. And then if they want to flip it around, they have to say no to the others and like, okay, I have to say yes to myself in order to balance it out, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I hadn't think, I hadn't thought about it that way. Like uh, they were saying no to themselves mm. uh, instead of saying no to other things that were not maybe a priority. It's yeah. it's very good. I'm gonna steal that one. I think in my head that's why their body and mind start going numb because they're like, you didn't care about us. You were saying no to us all the time, so we stopped caring. Yeah, yeah, it's true. We say no to ourselves, and then we stop caring. That's that's a good reflection. Because if you like, that happens with friends a lot. Like your friends ask you out, 
They want, they want your attention. You say no to them, they're going to stop caring eventually. And it's the same with our body. If we neglect our needs, like or even psychological, emotional needs, etc., it's going to stop caring after a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is something about what you give and what you get. Um, and the trick here is that it shouldn't turn into an obligation. Um, you should, at a certain point, protect that bit where you connect with what you want and what you really see. And purpose cannot be an obligation. So, so it's a beautiful word that Esteban introduced at the beginning of the talk. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, but it's not your purpose. It's an obligation. <laughs> it's probably something else's yeah, purpose. Yeah, it can be. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, so I'm good. curious, at what point, because you also mentioned getting help when you're in getting, like moving towards the dark side. So at what point do people actually, uh, do people actually start to accept help or reach out to you as a coach or even as a psychologist? So what, at what stage do people usually come to you? Well, there's, there's different stages and uh, there's mainly two types of questions that you can get. One is um, coming from a very unforeseen angle. Um, so you get somebody that comes and asks, like, it's challenging for me to spend time with my kids. Uh, and then suddenly you dig, you dig, you dig, and the person ends up saying, you know, actually, my life is very tough right now. And I feel like I'm not really you know, connected with myself, with people around me. And then you start to, you know, focus on the resources and you will end up, you know, first convincing yourself because sometimes the stories of the people are so strong and so overwhelming that you have to first believe that, you know, positivity exists again, even for these people. And then you start convincing yourself and you start asking, you look, you look, you look for the positive. And the people that find their own solutions. Everybody finds their own solutions. I was talking a couple of days ago with a, a kid who had a very difficult family situation. And he was able to build all his resources from an experience of skydiving, where he was uh, into an airplane. And actually, he was, by coincidence, the first guy who was supposed to jump. Nobody told him. It was just a coincidence. He kept himself last in line, and because he was last in line, he was left the first next to the door. And so he was so afraid, and still he chose to jump. And, and, and you know, even more, the, the, the instructor counted three, two, and jumped in two. So, you know, they do those tricks. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, be careful when you go skydiving, they do those stuff. Um, <laughs> And, and then he said, like, you know what, I don't even need to be prepared to jump. And uh, you know what, actually, I, you know, I, I actually can be the first guy who jumps and I can be the example for others. So he became the example for other people in his family. Nice. And, you know, to see somebody who's going through a very difficult situation build the whole case on a skydiving example, people are resilient. They are resourceful. People have their own answers. And we just have to have the right questions. Yeah. And then you asked about the, the people and how they arrive. I think there's also people who arrive when they hit the bottom. And as strange as it seems, um, you know, when you're in the bottom of the pool, 
you know, getting up is much easier. Um, you just push yourself strongly and you're in a matter of no time. You're above and you can even, you know, go above the water and splash everybody and make a mess. So, um, yeah, that, that's, that's the strange thing about life. You know, those things happen. Um, but everybody has resources, everybody. And they teach you a lot, especially people in these situations. Become very wise usually when you make it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, think about the heroes, right? All the heroes, they are, you know, against the wall. They, they lost everything. You think that movie Gladiator, the guy goes back to the house, you know, and he remembers that touching the grass scene that he always remembers, and they bore you with the scene once and again. But then he gets to that house, and, the, you know, everything is burnt, and he lost everything. So then he becomes super strong and invincible. So, you know, you know, when you think you've lost so much, you become a bit invulnerable, invincible, right? Um, there is something about it. You know, you transform yourself. You, you kind of die to yourself into a new person. And there's something about that. But I love that you said that each person has their own potential. And I realized that what you are saying behind line is coaches are here to help the client find their true potential. We help them get what they really are, the true powerful souls, as you said, someone that can use skydiving to become the example for his family. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's against all odds. And sometimes, you know, I have to convince myself because you see it working always. You see it working without exception, but still, sometimes, you know, you see somebody and you have to just be disciplined and jump, you know, you jump, um, and you know you're going to get that parachute, because, you know, uh, coaches never let you down, I haven't seen it once, mm -hmm. nobody lets you down, they, they really, they really do it, they walk the talk, people are ready to do whatever it takes when they really commit to change their lives, and yeah. people who ask for help are those kind of people. Yeah, especially that, and even if you're as a coach, if you're thinking otherwise, then that's your own stuff then that's your own fears telling you, oh, you're not good enough as a coach, that's why you can't help them. But that's something yeah. to bring to your own coach. <laughs> so, yeah. So those yeah. are the things you can ask for help about. So I think there's, there's some reflections that we always bring when we talk about this stuff. And honestly, compared to what we talked, um, doesn't look like a big thing. But, you know, stress is good. But too much of it, you know, Um, it's not good for you. Don't go for the Barry White style, you know, never enough, you know. Um, <laughs> no, that, that's not going to get you there, you know. Um, but he was pretty cool, by the way. He, he was probably not too stressed. Um, and then, you know, um, another thing to think of, uh, another way of thinking of the same thing is um, a fulfilling life is not necessarily a life without stress. You know, if you remove everything back from your life, that doesn't make it a good life. Uh, And if you keep some of the bad in your life, but you add a lot of the good, that's enough. You don't need a perfect life. Perfect. We know what happens, right? You saw in the Matrix, the guys were not believing it. We, we, we are not, you know, We don't believe perfect, yes. When it's too good, you don't believe it that can be too good. It's, exactly, exactly. So, you know, you don't need... Come on, like boring. <laughs> Where's the stress? I need the stress. <laughs> you see, you're already feeling the need for stress. Yeah. You're too boring. <laughs> Um, excitement. <laughs> <laughs> the thrill, right? We even paid for the roller caster to feel the thrill, right? Yeah. Um, so, 
think about ego as a third way of seeing the same thing, exact same thing. So you may think you want to be accountable for many things and you don't want to let go, but owning the success, like Kipling used to say, you know, um, success and failure uh, are imposters. If you own success, just be ready to own failure. So don't inflate yourself. Don't feel too important. Don't feel yourself of yourself too much. Because when the bad time comes, it comes to you. So let go a bit. Don't believe it. If people tell you you're good, think of how good you are to others. And if they tell you you're bad, think of how good you were to others. And then just <laughs> don't feel so good about how good you are. And feel better about how you can help others. And then you don't lose. You never lose. You know, if you disappear, as they always say, you know, and I never understood it, the best leader is the one that disappears and the team can work the same way or better. And there, there's the answer. It's not just a practical advice only. It's very deep-rooted. Definitely. I mean, most questions, most things in life are just like, okay, what are you learning from it? And how are you using it to help others and yourself? How are you, like... How are you contributing? How are you connecting with this? What are you learning? Definitely. So that's it. So life is full of stress and full of life. And uh, we just need to know when to stop the thrill, give us a rest, <laughs> connect with others, breathe, slow down, and uh, find what you want, not only what you have to do. There's always a choice, always a choice. You know, um, even if you win or lose, you can always choose to do what is right, and that gives you freedom. Yeah. Um, ask Victor Frankl if you, if you don't know. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> That is a very good book. Yeah, if you want to read one book on personal development, read Victor Frankl. Yeah. This podcast was awesome, this episode. I loved having you here, Juan Pablo. It was awesome how we we get through all the phases. <laughs> all the topics we talked about today was great. I, I hope that all the people realize how good this episode is. Oh, man, thank you very much for joining us was amazing to having you here but i want to know how the people can reach you because there will be a lot of people that need someone they need to ask for help so how they can ask for your help happy to help always well you can go to the coaching solution.org uh, or you can try the solution coaching.org as it usually happens Better the second one. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very smart to have it both ways. <laughs> uh, but go for the solutioncoaching.org and everything you need to know is there. It's very brief, very simple, and you can contact me there. That would be great. I'm pretty sure that people are going to contact you because it was amazing the, the topic you bring today. And what is beautiful is the way when you speak about what you are doing right now, is we can see your passion through your voice, through how you're moving, through, the, through your ca the camera, and you are in Singapore, we can see how much passion you have to help other people realize how valuable they are. It's amazing, man. It's beautiful. Thank you for being part of this, and keep shining your light even when it's dark outside. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much for having me here, and I take a lot of learning and lessons from the talk as well. Thank you very much. That was super, super beautiful. Thank you, thank you very much. So... Enjoy your week, guys, and uh, see you in one week. <laughs> feel free to reach out if you have any kind of questions, and otherwise, happy working week. Bye-bye, guys. Bye.
something I don't know 